After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Kentucky Double Right 200 Imitation Crab Zebra 60. That's exactly the same as Near Left Turbo Tortilla Chip Flippy Poppy Extra Spicy Salsa Sweet 16. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. What do you got cooking today? Well, I've been seeing a lot of um, commercials where families are having an interaction in a car. It's usually like a car that can fit somehow like... of an extremely large family inside of it, and I'm interested in ads that are like exploring what that what that social dynamic is like. Are they bickering? Sometimes they're bickering. There are a lot of embarrassed teenagers. I I feel yeah. like I feel like I'm constantly seeing a teenager roll their eyes in a family vehicle. I'm bringing this up, feeling somewhat secure. This has not made your list for today. Okay. Do you remember the commercial that we sort of obsessed over with a family in a car, but they're all adults as a family, and they're, like, leaving a wedding yeah. or going to a wedding, and they're, was- like, they're glancing each other, and each look holds a bunch of meaning that we didn't understand? I yeah, think it was a car commercial. It was a car commercial, as are most of the ones we're going to talk mm. about today. Um, yeah, I didn't grab that one. I mostly grabbed ones that, that involved, you know, younger children. But, yeah, it was so confusing. We We... Dissected it and dissected it. We couldn't quite figure out like the relationships between. Oh, oh, is he the son-in-law? Then right. why is he sitting in the back seat with the it mother-in-law? It was so confusing. All yeah. the signaling was really weird and off in some weird way. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Looking forward to hearing about those commercials. Plus, if time permits, I'm going to play for you a commercial from 1996 that I found on a VHS that is. I don't know, man. It's a relic. I don't <laughs> I know how to so. describe it. It is a, it's like a, one of those quasi PSA, but really for an industry association and about how they're going to get their product into the classroom. And it's sort of, to me, it's like a harbinger of like things we would see with the internet later on. Like, you know, getting, getting laptops in front of kids because we're the internet. Yeah. And we care about kids. <laughs> the internet but really famous- don't regulate us too much. <laughs> That's gonna, what really this is you about. You don't need to regulate us because we're going to be so good we're gonna be with the kids and then anything in ad council that caught your uh, caught your imagination well one more little tidbit on the mork and mindy happy days saga oh my goodness uh the gift that keeps on giving and then a couple of really the fun- mork that keeps on working <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> is what you meant to say i believe um and a few uh a few fun uh submissions from the ad council all right but you want to start with cars let's start with cars and then let's start with cars Ah, classic Randy Newman. Uh, what <laughs> would you like to begin with? Are you saying that to be funny because it's Gary Newman? It's Gary Newman. Okay. I know that. Ugh, can you imagine? I mean, I shouldn't do this. Everybody loves Randy Newman except oh, for you, me, apparently. Well, you talk shit about him all the time. I think if the if you're going to get any comeuppance about that, it would have happened by now. Yeah, I suppose. I'm just trying to imagine what a 
I'm setting myself up now, but what would a <laughs> Randy Newman song about cars sound like? Well, it would be didn't, unlistenable. Didn't he write all the songs for the musical, Disney musical <laughs> Cars? Oh, did he? Okay, well know. then, there I, you go. That's what it would sound I like. I might have absolutely made that up out of whole cloth, but it's, it feels true. Can I tell you something strange in my <laughs> life? That- so in case you're wondering what a Randy Newman song about cars would be, I imagine it to be like the movie, the like the Pixar about movie about cars. Yeah. I, you know how certain restaurants will just have sort of a strange decor. There was a um, Asian noodle place in the U District that I loved called Noodle Nation. And I saluted the flag of Noodle Nation. I love that place. Yeah. But you'd you're go a loyal in, citizen of Noodle Nation. <laughs> yeah. And I assume that these are probably people who've come to this country and are now starting their first restaurant, probably weren't even born here. And so they're like, oh, I don't know. We'll just, you know, buy some decorations for the walls that seem like kind of befitting for an American restaurant. Right. Right. And so there was this one place, Noodle Nation, and you'd go in and the, the soups were amazing. But all over the walls were like like fake metal signs that say like Dallas Cowboy parking only <laughs> or or I should say or like I should say I did guess they fake just like, street signs did they just like, like raid an, an abandoned Applebee's yeah I'm sure well I'm sure they bought a package yeah. maybe like not even an estate sale but probably this stuff was made new but sure. to look vintage and it just had this weird like it was just like you don't really know what you're going for you're just like i don't know i clicked the america package right and i got it well there's another noodle place that i go to that i love up in shoreline i talk about it a lot and there's none of that going on you just go and it's just like you know just tables it's not it's not fancy it's but it's not particularly lowbrow um but it's up on aurora you know not in the best part of town and when you go to use the restroom for a reason that i cannot figure out at all Uh uh-huh the mirror and it's a small kind of crummy bathroom and the mirror is i guess cars themed but i don't mean the vehicles i think i mean the the cartoon that we're talking about here it's got like various characters but it doesn't look like the main characters it looks like tertiary characters or are they cars movie or are they like an is it like an off-brand cars i can't tell you don't know the characters well enough i'll take a picture of it next time take take a picture because of course i'll be in the photo because it's a mirror yeah well i but i bet you i can tell you that's that's interesting and has yes i agree smacks of like this mirror was very cheap or free, uh, yeah. and they needed a mirror. Is that a Pixar movie? It is, I'm yeah. And I am correct. It. it was like a lot of Randy Newman yeah. songwriting in that one. I mean, you type in Pixar cars mirror, and you get a lot of like car mirrors. Anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to... I don't know. This thing definitely... I don't know. Maybe originally this was some sort of an Americana restaurant that they moved into, and they just like got rid of everything except like, hey... Leave the mirror. Leave the mirror. Like the Joker in the art museum in 1989's Batman. Right. Leave that one. Okay. What do you want to start with today? Um, let's start with uh, this Toyota Grand Highlander ad because this is what this is what I've been seeing a lot, and it was sort of what um, inspired me to do this idea because it's it feels very much of the moment in this type of it feels like this type of commercial is sort of like a, a great uh, perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So we are in a Toyota Grand Highlander, and um, we have a family in the in the in the family and a family in the family, a family in the car. Um, and I think it um, is worth saying that the this is a a family with a black mother and an Asian or Asian or Latino father. I now can't remember, um, but you know it's like it's not 
I think it's just nice to have casting that's not like a sort of generic white family, which a lot of these uh, I think you'll find are. Um, they're in this car. There's a bunch of kids in the car and they kind of go back three rows. It's like, you know, highlighting the way that the, a car like this, this, I guess, an SUV can can seat a lot of people. And the little boy who's immediately behind the driver, which is the dad, says kind of they've clearly come from a day at the lake and he has a bucket on his lap and somehow his parents let him get in the car with a bucket full of water and he says kind of uh idly my bucket is leaking and suddenly his sisters and all the other people in the car realize that he also in his leaking bucket also has a live fish that he's somehow gotten into the car unnoticed so the mom is like springs into action she's like back to the lake and so then they're off on a like a race race against time they don't just throw the fish fish out out the the window window, which is nice yeah Yeah. Yeah. so they they race back to the lake and the kids are all like we're a fish ambulance it's very (laughs) cute they actually say that yeah all right take a listen to this my bucket's leaking Mm -hmm. look oh my gosh my little car a fish? Oh, what? Back to the lake. Fast. Stop taking pictures. Mom. <laughs> Mom, what do I do? Nothing, baby. All good. We're a fish ambulance. <laughs> totally. Hang in there, kids. Almost there. Okay, guys, let's go. Bye, fishy. Life's grander in the first ever Grand Highlander. Toyota. And it's let's that, go places. It's that 5678 song, Woohoo. You, you, you oh, recognize yeah. it. It yeah. was in Kill Bill. Uh, among other things, um, and That's sweet and no bickering. Uh, no, but it's a very and no even not even any uh, at all. Um, really annoyance by the parents. I mean, kind like don't take pictures or whatever. But it's all very sweet. I like that. There's such a great energy in it. It makes me feel like happy for the family, and it's it's a crisis without any without a lot of like uh anxiety or stress that's being produced for me the viewer mm-hmm. so i feel like although i'm not a parent i feel like if i were a parent this would be both relatable but enjoyable mm-hmm. yeah. um, and we're going to look at a commercial later in the show that is not going to be enjoyable or relatable for me imagining it as if i were a parent it makes me want to get a fish more than a car though <laughs> Um, so a lot of these kind of ads where we're seeing like a family in the car are, you know, like a big, again, it's all, it's usually like, it wants to showcase that this car can handle a bunch of people with different types of needs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like the kind of, the kind of family dynamic that you get with a car full of kids and adults. Um, so this next one is also for a Toyota Grand Highlander. I was, I was sort of interested to note that there are a couple of brands and not even just a couple of car makers, but like even within those car makers, a couple of models that tend to have these commercials. And then like, hmm. obviously you think about a Porsche, a Porsche isn't going to like advertise that it's a family car, but even Ford doesn't really advertise that mm-hmm. it's a family car, which Ford makes plenty of vehicles that would be, you know, perfectly fine for having a big, big family in them. But Ford tends to, from all the ads I've looked at, tends to focus more on, you know, it's the toughness and it's it's use as a working vehicle. Um, I'm not saying there haven't been any Ford ads that have families in them, but like they're not as prevalent as like Subaru, yeah, Toyota Subaru. and Volkswagen really, yeah. really like focused in on that. Like we're a car for families. Hey, Genevieve. Yes. They lived. They lived. That was a <laughs> exactly. Subaru That's campaign, a Subaru, right? Yeah, Subaru ad. Um, all right, so this is another Toyota Grand Highlander. You have a family in the car. Um, uh, again, this is a black family. Um, and the 
kids are just kind of like raising a ruckus in the back and the mom keeps telling them to like simmer down or she's going to come back there. Just pretend like you like my mama's hair. It's obviously a wig. Well, give it a compliment. Hey. I'm hey. just addressing the elephant in the room. The elephant is the wig. <laughs> Do not make me come back there. You know what? So he pulls over the car. She, she says, you know what? And he pulls over the car. Now she's sitting in the very back seat mm. and the kids are all silent. Oh, and then, and then she acts like a kid and she starts like kind of like horse playing along she with the starts, kids. Now she starts horse playing and the dad drives off, which it's a cute story, but it's like problem not solved. Problem not solved for dad. Yeah, certainly not. In fact, now dad doesn't have anybody in the passenger's seat, which was a big no-no. My dad refused to do that. I remember there were some times my sister wanted to sit in the back seat with her friends so they could goof around. Parents don't like to chauffeur. But he's like, I'm not a chauffeur. Absolutely. I do like the little the little snatch of dialogue that we hear between the parents where they're just having like an adult conversation about how her mama has a wig. <laughs> yeah, the wig that, is the elephant that, in the wig, room. that he can't avoid <laughs> noticing. Yeah. All right. So this next one, we're going to move on to Volkswagen, uh, the Volkswagen Atlas. This is running currently and I'm seeing it a lot. This is really focused on, you know, the how a family with a lot of kids has a lot of carpools and you know you've got one kid who does ballet one kid who does soccer but Mm -hmm. one kid who does is in a play and so it's a little bit of i mean i'm gonna say it's chaotic and that's clearly the energy that it's going for just based on the name of the the ad which is carpool chaos Mm -hmm. um but you have this the mom driving them around in this what looks sort of like it's like a minivan crossed with an suv kind of okay it's like very it's like very like boxy well you know me that all cars look alike to me I unless know you- they're one of those rivians <laughs> or one of those cars from the 90s that look like it was out of a dick tracy film <laughs> you, mean, you know what i'm talking about um you mean the pt cruiser yeah <laughs> maybe you should learn the name of the one car you can identify on site well then i would have no interesting characteristics <laughs> um so i don't know if this is going to really translate um too well to the uh, podcast medium because there is kind of a lot of just like snatches of dialogue but we start out with like a bored looking tween like leaning up against a tree in a park and then another kid runs up to her and I think it's a sibling who's like hey we gotta go like it's my mom our mom's here or maybe it's her friend I don't know but she's like we gotta go the carpool's here and so they have to pile into the car for carpool and then it's just a real quick cut montage of like different little scenes where somebody might be in like an octopus costume and somebody else is like some other some some teenager is like complaining about something this thing or that thing and it's just like a very quick cut of like all the ways in which this carpool is happening pick up gotta go let's go guys come on go go, go. come on yeah go, go, go. my favorite color because it's like a family thing Leave so the, running behind, behind the new. The final turn. joke is that the teenage daughter gets out at her soccer practice that she's being dropped off at, and goes into her soccer gear bag to get out whatever she's gonna get out. And her mom has mispacked in that bag her little sister's tutu. That's right. She's and on my the feeling is pulling out a tutu. You are definitely old enough to be packing your own soccer bag. So yeah, no kidding. If there's a tutu in there, that's on you, girlfriend. Yeah, you know how the first commercial didn't want to, didn't make me want to buy a car so much as buy a fish. Yeah, this one makes me want to buy birth control. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it does. Kind of, it's a little bit less. There's less like loving. I mean, there's there's more 
uh, angst and more uh, urgency. And it's definitely intended to create a car, a chaotic scene. But I kind of wonder about the value of that as a car ad, because it says leave running behind behind. And then the last thing is like, you know, you were running behind or you were like too too stretched too thin because now this like these this the soccer bag has been mispacked. I don't mean to take away from your focus here and yeah. we don't have to play this commercial now or even during the show if we don't want to but out of curiosity there I want to know if you've seen a commercial that seems to be in um pretty heavy rotation um which is and I'm looking it up here I think it's a Hyundai Hyundai commercial mm-hmm. um and again all cars look and sound alike to me so I don't know let's say Hyundai I think I got it here but the whole point of it is very much in the moment it is saying well I guess we're all going back to work now we're going back to the office and so this is a car commercial that is about like well at least make your commute back to the office you know as good as it can be and you see all these people being like okay you know like kind of shuffling out of their houses like taking a deep breath like I guess I'm not working from home anymore right but then they show a montage of some of the most chaotic driving yes, scenes. I did and, look at this. And, I didn't put it in because it does not have yeah, the family in it, but yes. But I and, and have you, I've seen it in the wild and I've yeah. seen a long version of it. I've seen a short version of it. And the thing that drives me crazy, and maybe this has to do with my car blindness, is the whole thing seems awful. I think they're trying to make it seem like some of these people in the cars have it better than other people in the cars because some <laughs> people are are driving the car that they're advertising and, yeah. and various functionality of Kona. it. Yeah, and it's got like they, you know, like hey, your map can help you avoid traffic or whatever. But like the whole thing seems miserable, and it is so poorly directed that it just makes you want to never have a car. Yeah. It, it, that's like a commercial that makes you want to take the bus. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, you got to make it clear which one of these is yours and why that contrast. Yeah. One of the exper- people needs to be having a really great experience. I mean, which we all know is horseshit. Like no car makes your driving commute better or worse or, you know, not, not significantly better or worse if you're the one who's sitting behind the wheel. Yeah. Do you, can I play? Go ahead and if, play If, it, if yeah. I can find the long version, because I only found the 15 second version here, which is especially confusing. I think that's why I was at first confused. Like they took something that I think was a long play commercial for like Hulu or something that was like 90 or even 90 seconds or even two minutes long maybe. Yeah. Then they keep cutting it and cutting it. And I found the longest one, the one with the most breathing room um, confusing. And then when you cut it down to 15 seconds, you're like, what in the world am I even watching here? Emily, where's my bag? You got the email too? Guess we're all going in. It says, welcome back we to the commute. Right? I'll be there in 30 minutes. I think. Now, this is one of our heroes, right? He's getting into his car. He's totally stressed out. Yeah, he does not look like he's dressed and ready for the office. He's still, he's still wearing like, what I would describe as a work from home clothing. Yeah. And he's like kind of half dressed as he's like buttoning up his shirt. But then also just to make things more complicated, we see his neighbor. He looks at his neighbor somewhat, um, I guess, enviously or disdainfully because his neighbor is still in his robe and he's doing business on his Bluetooth phone. Yeah, He's clearly got a fully remote. Sitch. Right. And so I anyway, also now that I'm paused on the screen, look at those hedges. They only trimmed them like most of the way up. Yeah. Way to f- keep your eyes on the prize. <laughs> Schedule that for four o'clock. We see a woman waving goodbye to her dog as she gets into her vehicle. And I guess these are all the vehicles that they want us to buy. These are all yeah. the 
Kona. The Kona. We're all. Everybody is driving a Kia Kona. So they're all driving a Kona, yet their experience looks terrible. Here they are in traffic. Was this guy in a Kona? That guy's think... banging his head on the steering wheel. Please, 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 please. So we know that that woman is driving yeah. a Kona, and she's like, please, 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 trying to get into traffic. A kid sticks his tongue out at her. There's a 38-minute slowdown ahead. So our original hero sees that there's a 38-minute slowdown, but there's no getting out of it. This like, is they, awful. They, they show the problem, but they don't show anybody solving these. Now, finally, she gets into a commuter lane or I a I guess because it's, it's an EV, so they can get, oh, in, the, they can get okay. in the HOV lane as an EV. Now, I guess things are moving a little bit, but then they go back in time, and they're showing another guy just looking at his car. It's, it's But I don't have to play this whole thing, but you're with me that it's not really doing a good job of showing who we're rooting for and who we're not and who's in the shitty car and who's in the Kona. It is a terrible commercial. It makes absolutely no case for the Thank car. Thank you. It is so confusing. It jumps around in time. We have no idea who what anybody's journey is or like what they're related are do they have a relationship to each other? It sometimes seems like they do or are they just four random Kona drivers? Yeah, and, that's, and I think that's they're random. Atrocious. And then at the end, you see like one guy gets out of his car and uses the automatic parking feature in a really tight spot, and then he sees his coworker who doesn't have that, and she's squeezing out of her car. And you're like, okay, I guess now I'm starting to see some contrast. But like, clearly, most though, of the commercial is everybody's miserable. Everybody's miserable, and they're trying to showcase certain Kona features, like self parking, like uh, EV, so you can go in the HOV lane, like um, you know onboard uh, navigation. Mm-hmm. But clearly, to me, what happened here was uh, Kia or Hyundai, rather, um, said to the ad makers, "Here are the five features that need to be in this commercial." And we want them jammed in. Mm-hmm. However, and again, you and I were just watching the um, the like two minute version of that. So yeah. like, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, really. you absolutely have time to tell a story in that amount oh, of time. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And it's really set it up. Like, yeah, they spend way too much time showing how miserable it is being in traffic and how uh, uncomfortable it was to go back to work and deal with a commute again after being home for two years. They needed just to show the just, people who are driving the Kona as just being big smiles, easing through this thing yes. while they're leaving all these other frustrated people behind. But like we literally, that was a Kona driver who was saying, please, 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 yes. trying to get in. You're like, that seems miserable too. And one of the ways they try to signal the Kona is different from the other cars is that all the Konas are bright colors, sort of tropical, mm-hmm, yeah. tropical paint job colors. And the other cards, of course, all like gray and tan and everything, but they don't do enough to show you to like contrast the experience of you just see a bright car like easing into like a zipper merge at one point. Yeah. It's like it's so dumb. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to, no, to I, distract, but honestly, I'm experience. glad I feel very seen because I've been watching <laughs> that and I'm just I've been so confused. I'm like, is this me? Is it? I honestly wondered, is this part of my car blindness? But as you mentioned, they do. Th- that is one thing they do visually make those cars stand out from the rest just by the color patterns. Um, all right. This next one is another Toyota Grand Highlander. So we're going back to the Toyota um, and again, they're really trying to make that case that this is the car for big families and I guess like sarcastic teens. Um, and so this one I've been seeing a lot. Great. The, Who been, doesn't want a sarcastic I know, teen right? to sell me something? On the other hand, I can also sort of relate. Like, I can imagine that a parent who is like in the market for a car might see themselves in a certain way, also mm-hmm. feel seen, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have um, a family that is uh, picking up 
their teenage daughter in, a, in what is already a pretty full car. They've got a bunch of kids. They're picking her up at what looks like her high school. The mom and dad are in the front seat. This is a, a white family, uh, which I only mentioned because I mentioned the ethnicities of the other families. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have a lot of pride I in your whiteness like that say, you really like I to... I say if you see a white person, say a white <laughs> yeah, person. Sure, yeah. um, so the, the daughter's very eye-rolly. Um, and then the dad somehow gets a, I guess, a brilliant idea to put on that song, This is Gonna Be the Best Day of Our Life. Uh, you'll recognize it. It's okay. kind of like it's. It sounds like a car. It sounds like it was written to be in a car commercial. Frankly, it sounds like that. Um, I'm thinking of that Black Eyed Peas song. This is going to be an incredible night, or whatever they're singing about. Night, tonight's going to be a good night. That's what I said. Right. <laughs> it's like that only for daytime. It's like that for daytime. Yeah. <laughs> it's by a band called American Authors, and it has that sound of like a song that a a poppy band wrote that was like, we. I bet you. <laughs> I bet you a major. Uh, yeah. brand automaker would love this for a, for a TV for a commercial. So the dad puts that song on and we see the feature like the you know on the console like he can pick it out, he can pick that song out. And then he and the rest of the family start singing it and they're just doing it to like tweak the daughter, the teenage daughter by like having a family sing along in the uh. car, which I will be uh showing as I will be explaining later is a uh common theme among these ads, family sing-alongs. This is gonna be the best day of And she's got her headphones on, so Toyota, let's go places. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry, I grabbed the short version of that. In the long version, um, there's even a scene where like the grand they have the grandparents in the car and they're in the they're in the back back, the way back, Mm. and uh, they get a the grandparents get a solo. But it seems like there is a um a journey that the young woman goes on. She has her headphones on blocking them out at yes. first, then eventually they're off and she's smiling by the end. By the end, that she's she's come around. She's she's shrugged off her teenage cynicism. Mm, nice. Wow. What a big day for the family. Yeah, I mean a pretty impressive car, if you yeah, ask me. If it sure. can if it can cure teenage cynicism. Yeah. Um so I mentioned uh family sing alongs are uh uh like kind of a theme here. Um, can we actually go to this uh, this second Tiguan one? Mm-hmm. I believe in a thing called love. This one made me laugh. This is kind of an older one, but it made me laugh because this is a song I know well. It's by The Darkness, uh, which is a band that a friend of our our good friend Camaro Kev is a huge fan of, and has actually a, we've gone to a, or maybe you didn't, but I've been to a show with uh, with yeah, it's at some beer fest that they played at in Seattle. Remember? Oh right yeah, the and then pandemic. I later went with them. Oh, to, I yeah. went with them to an actual show at oh, at, yeah. uh, at a another venue for for The Darkness. So they they put on a really fun show. We have a family here. Um, they're stuck in traffic. They're so like they're pretty kind of like you know they they're just sitting there. They're kind of needing a way to kill some time, and the. The parents give the daughter, who's pretty little, they have a daughter and a son in the back seat, and the daughter probably looks like she's, I don't know, seven or eight. She's pretty young. She gets to pick the song. And so, to everyone's surprise, she picks, uh, I believe, in a thing called Love by The Darkness. Now, can I take a guess at to what happens here well, or I already, am I I mean I kind of tipped you off okay. with the word with sing along but yes yeah well I was going to say and is it because it gets really really high and they're embarrassed about that because well, that's a particular like people do that for karaoke right but it's a really tough song that some people don't realize just how high that scream is going to get it is a tough song but no the family does a pretty good job of singing it they they split up all the parts amongst the four of them um, but the fun part is since they're stuck in a traffic jam 
and their windows are all rolled up, you the the other cars around them, the people start noticing that this family is uh. like like rocking out to this song. Katie, put a song on. Your choice this time. Can't explain all the feelings that you're making me feel. My heart's in overdrive and you're behind the steering wheel. So everybody but the sun is into it now. Touching me. Now, from the outside, you just see a bunch of people staring at them. Nobody can hear them, though. You just see them geeking out. All singing in love. Oh, yeah. Root updated. Hmm. Guitar! <laughs> <laughs> Is the darkness a, is the darkness a British band? Uh, I don't believe so, but uh, yeah, I, f- I failed to mention that that is a uh, a UK car. Commercial. Yeah, you can tell the because of the accents and because of the steering wheel being on the other side. I feel like the darkness would be like a Southern California band, but not LA, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you know what? I stand corrected. They are a UK band. Are they? Yes, okay, I right. I should know that. I mean, I've been to the show i've heard the i've heard them speak but i forgot that they were they're from lowestoft england yes okay so that makes a little more sense then that Mm -hmm. that would be a a british uh Mm -hmm. like cultural reference Mm -hmm. point more so maybe than here um okay so that one was fun so uh one more one more sing-along this is like almost the exact same plot this is uh, not new. It's for the Honda Pilot, and I think it's a few years old now. I remember seeing it when it was live. But basically, if you if you got the gist of the plot of the last one, um, it's the pretty much the exact same plot. You've got a family in the car, um, parents in the front, I think two or three kids in the back, and uh, or no, a couple of kids in the back, including a kid who looks like he's probably the kid, one of the friends, uh, the friend of one of the the children. So okay. again, you've got it's a big kind of you know, menagerie of people in this car. You can get a hop on. You're going to get hop ons. Um, And so one of the kids, and I forget if it's the son or maybe the son's friend starts um, the very beginning of crazy train by, uh, is that Ozzy Osbourne or black Sabbath? I think that's Ozzy. Yeah, just Ozzy. Um, So it's, uh, it's a very, it's a very recognizable beginning to that song. Yeah, right? the thing is, it just it's just a guitar yes, riff, right? Exactly. Yeah. You'll recognize it when you hear yeah. it. And then the family basically starts chiming in one part at a time and doing it an acapella version of Crazy Train. Finally, some Americans. That's the part. Bum, bum. You've still got a teenager with their headphones in. Let's see if they take them out. But that's how it goes. Millions of people living a poor world. It's not too late. Tell me how to love. And forget how to hate. 
Da-da-dun, da-da-dun, da-dun. Oh my gosh, and then at the end, the teenager who won't take off his headphones bites the head off of a bat. <laughs> they, they that nev- is so daring. They never get the teenager with the headphones no, to fully is, engage. Yeah, he just, all, he does is, all he does is make eye contact with them, which for yeah, a teenager kind of, is a lot. That's kind of funny, yeah. The, yeah. I, I kind of like the fact that that one the, sort of doesn't turn. The through line on all of these is that like, Teenagers be eye rolling. Yeah, especially in the car. In the car, um, yeah. It's that I, 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 yeah. that's what's really, when, I was like, I know the beginning of that. The second it comes on the radio, you know it. But I was trying to think of like, well, what is it that you know? And it's that. Yeah. And the, yeah. the, the girl who who does that bit is probably, she's probably like 10 years old. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little 12 mm-hmm. years old or so. And it's very fun how she just like casually drops in there with it. And it's just, I mean, and again, listen. Time marches on. I'm an old man. Like, there's nothing re- inherently interesting about pointing out what I'm going to point out. But, like, I just cannot imagine being in the 80s right. and somebody saying, oh, guess what? This Ozzy Osbourne song called Crazy Train that he did with Randy Rhodes is going, <laughs> I believe, is going to be... A stand-in for family good times on a road yes. trip in a car. The yeah, I, I like love that. he was the epitome of what we were. My parents were so right. scared. He was so transgressive of of us having any exposure yes. to Black Sabbath or Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, exactly. And to a lesser degree, Randy Rhodes. <laughs> My parents were more afraid of Randy Rhodes. Well, yeah. yeah. Our, our, I mean, our household was famously a no road yeah, I mean, Do I have that right? By the way, is Randy Rhodes the Because right? I, I would be very proud of myself for that name drop, especially since we're was talking. Randy New- what do you think it would sound like to have Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> and Randy Newman write a song? It's the crazy train. <laughs> that was my invitation to Randy. It was a- what we call a, li- <laughs> a limited Randy Newman impression. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I-, I wonder if you could have played on roads and taking you to new roads. Could have been, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, again, anyway, nobody knows not, who Randy Rhodes that's is. That's why I'm not in. People so. know who Randy Rhodes is. He was he was Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist for a really long time. Yeah, no one knows that. Everybody knows that. All right. Um, all right. Let's go back to Volkswagen. Like I said, there is a um, a relatively small list of cars that routinely do this. <laughs> and it's a Tiguan. And a it's Tiguan another Tiguan. Yeah. This one I like. This one's a little bit older, but it's very funny. And I thought it was a good joke and kind of like turns this trope of like, having a big family in the car doing a road trip or stuck in traffic together or having some kind of family dynamic going on it really turns that on its head and it totally like inverts the trope so we have parents sitting in the front seat of this tiguan and they keep having conversations that you see that seem like they should not be having them in front of their child Mm -hmm. and yet we see their child a daughter who's probably six or seven sitting in the back seat like with a sort of like incredulous what the fuck look on her face like how are you having these conversations in front of me so in the first little vignette here they're holding the dad's driving i think and the mom is holding up a bag that says um or this that says that that contains a goldfish and she's saying uh like she'll never know the difference like obviously they're gonna try to like switch out this goldfish yeah. for and this might be another uk one uh, I can't recall. It now. looks like it based on the license plate. Yeah, it looks like it. So, um, so and it's another fish one. And it's another fish one. Yes, but this one is a little darker. Why don't we do a whole show just about people driving fish around in their cars? Well, I feel like we burned burned up a few examples <laughs> today. Families and cars getting fish. <laughs> cars getting fish. Yeah. 
Um, so the first the first vignette is this. We're going to swap the fish out, and then I forget what the next two are. But I think the, they'll tell the story. It's exactly the same. She'll never know the difference. Oh, she tried. Not a keeper, this one, is it? When he says, <laughs> she tried, it's not a keeper, this one, is it? They're looking at some child's art project right. of a little, like, clay creature some of little, some sort. Some little art project, little arts and crafts. And again, this little girl is in the back seat just with an absolutely fantastic, like, why are, are you, you saying this? Are you kidding me? Look on her me. face. Meeting in the boardroom. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there real soon. Okay. Boys and very chocolate deluxe. Uh, and now they've that... gotten back in the car. They've gotten in the car with two big ice cream cones just for the adults, nothing for their child. Again. Easy to forget. It's a family car. Oh. The new Volkswagen Tiguan. The tagline that she says if you couldn't pick it up is easy to forget it's a family car. Yes, because when, when she clears her throat, the parents turn around, realize that she's in the car. There's actually, I think it's quite dark. At one point, we see the dad getting out for a business meeting, and she's in the back seat in a car seat. Oh, I missed that. Like, he's leaving her in the car. Because he he's forgotten. And, and the thing about that Oof. is, and I, won't, I don't think you could run that ad today. I think this uh-uh. is quite old. There have been... You know, we have all heard the horrific periodic. There's periodically there's a story about a parent who gets off their schedule and leaves a child in a car. And this girl is in a car seat, leaves a child in a hot car, and, yeah, you and the child that. is seriously injured or dies. And you and so I think that that's forgetting your kid. I think the visual of a parent, a busy parent going into work with a child in the back seat in a car seat, is not something that yeah. any car maker today would would show. Yeah. By the way, uh, Randall William Rhodes uh, was Nailed an it. American guitarist. He was the co-founder and original guitarist of the heavy metal band Quiet Riot and the guitarist and co-songwriter for Ozzy Osbourne's first two solo albums, The Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to close the loop on that. We're all we all appreciate it. The Rhodes Estate thanks you. He died in nineteen eighty two. Now that shocks me. Anyway, uh, we have one more. It shocks you that a guy who partied with Ozzy Osbourne and was a rock and roll guy is dead? I am surprised that all of that music came out before nineteen eighty two. Okay, that's fair, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, one more. This is the last one um, of a family in a car, and it is the only one that is not for an actual car. And it's I'm not really ending on a high note here because this is really just kind of a like it's just kind of sweet and um, and sentimental. But I, I liked it a lot. It's for American Family Insurance, and it's about a three generation three generations of men or a, a grandpa, a dad, and a and a little boy. And they are going on road trips all over the country, and they're they're in this car, and they're drag they're pulling a like one of those beautiful silver airstream trailers, you know, just yeah. like the absolutely picture perfect one. And they're trying to go to all of the national parks, and their American Family Insurance is what gives them the confidence to do that. And I'm guessing this is not a British family. Uh, it's not. Thank yeah. We, we're, we'll end. We'll end in the in this. The American Family Insurance. <laughs> it began as a promise. Son, we're going on a road trip. That promise has lasted over 30 years. Our dream is to visit every national park in America. It's been thousands of miles, countless bumps along the way, but we'll just keep moving on, pursuing this amazing dream.
the adult son refuses to take off his headphones and he's just glowering at his dad. The whole <laughs> they time. do need a. They he's need like a, forty years. They old. need a sulky teenage <laughs> yeah. son for this. You're totally right. It is. That's sort of interesting to me the way it is set up. Number one, that it begins by saying "son" as yeah. if it's like an open letter to his son, right? Directly. Um, directed towards him but then also at one point like the narrator suddenly we, we see him talking to yeah. us it sort of it sets up that we just it's just a voiceover changes, and it becomes yeah. a little bit weird when suddenly you're like oh you're a real guy oh you're a real guy uh, I do kind of wonder if he's I mean it's presented almost like it's a you know true stories of an American family insurance uh, family mm-hmm. we are American family insurance customers I don't know if you know that we are yeah that's who insures our home Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, they. Uh, the reason I'm, I'm, the reason I was slowing down there was because I rented a car somewhat recently, and they were like, "Who is your insurer?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "I, I can't remember because we bounced back and forth between Progressive well, and Geico." Well, Progressive is our car. I think insurance. I said Geico first, and then I was like, "No, no, no, it's Progressive." And then I, <laughs> and then I doubted myself again. Then I was like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I wreck this thing. We'll find out then. Yeah, we'll we'll d- all find we'll out. We'll all find out. Yeah. Don't you carry an insurance card in your wallet? Um, or? No. Remember that was an issue? You told me to download it to my phone, but I couldn't get access because you were the... And anyway, yeah, I need yeah. to get a printout of that baby. Okay. Um, you carry one in your wallet? Well, no, I have the app. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that you couldn't get the app because you're log into the so app. online. Yeah. I don't know, man. Anyway, this one, like kind of the way the first one was like, made you want to get a fish. This one doesn't really change my desires for car insurance, but sure makes me want to visit all the national parks. <laughs> makes me want to get a daddy. Okay, I'm going to tell you about this uh, commercial that I uh, stumbled upon on my VHS tapes that I teased at the beginning of the show. But before we do that, we have some pretty big breaking news in this with love from Thank you. No, no, that's no, no. That was perfect. Was that great? It was perfect. I just needed it more as a bed music. Here, here, actually, do that again. We have some pretty big breaking news in the "With Love from Me to You" segment today. A while back, I mean, months ago now, I played for you a commercial that I found on a VHS tape from 1995 for a, um, for a, I believe, a regional chain restaurant called The Keg, which yeah. I thought was kind of a funny name for a restaurant. And I don't remember exactly why I played it for you. I think I played it along with another commercial for a similar restaurant, like The Ram or something like that. And maybe we did some comparisons. Uh, I'll play it for you here. You, This is from 1995. Um, and you have like an attractive um, white woman with kind of like um, very noticeable kind of blonde curly hair, kind of densely curly hair. And she's like the server, or the host at this restaurant. And she's just, if I recall, it's a pretty straightforward commercial. Oh, yeah. And it's kid. got this. Rock- is it us three who's doing that? Oh, my God. We've been through this. Yeah, we we had this exact write. same discussion. It's, I, it, it was. Um, God damn. It's not us three, is it? It no. doesn't matter. Whatever. At the keg. We welcome you to be our guest for a night of fun, steaks on the grill, and lots of juicy details. That's why people keep coming back to the keg. Great steaks, good friends. (laughs) See you tonight. And then it just says the keg at the end. Did you find out the song? 
Uh, I was just looking it up. I can't recall what it is, but we all recognize it. Yeah. Anyway, that boy that the server have, was really rocking that like at that at that time that was Nicole Kidman's look. Yes, th- that that b- big kind of blondish reddish yeah. hair, a uh, lot of curls, and it's funny that you should raise that because that server was played by a woman named Sarah Stommer. I know that because she left a comment on her YouTube. <gasps> she left a comment on YouTube underneath that. She wrote, "Awesome! This was my first commercial. Such a blast from the past. Thanks for posting." Oh, I love that. Isn't that cool? I haven't responded yet. Oh, that's so um, I need great. to do that, but. Uh, That's the reason I love doing that. Yes. We've heard from people, oh, I worked on that set, especially for these regional commercials. I asked our buddy Luke today if he knew that name. It didn't ring a bell to him because he's done commercial work and he did commercial work back in that era, sort of. And like, but a lot of those actors who are doing commercial work around here have the same agent or whatever. So, you know, like there's a possibility that these people have sort of bumped into each other on various sets. But um, he was unfamiliar. Have you you done IMDb Sarah Stommer? See what she's up to? You know, earlier today I was poking around i don't know that she's on imdb i saw that on her own youtube page she has one single video that looks like some stage work that she had done or one particular performance that um, she's in um but she says here the first commercial i was ever in which makes me think that she was probably in various commercials now this is not her in this other um keg commercial is it no i'm looking here i won't play that because i think it's something else but um yeah that's really cool we've heard from people who are like oh i worked on that set and we had to get we think that spacesuit might have appeared in a music video or what have you and um, I don't know just kind of connecting people to their previous work when these things were so ephemeral at the time you didn't have nerds like me uploading every goddamn thing to the internet so you have nerds like me doing it now and trying to kind of catch up with time so if this is the Sarah if this is if I'm looking at the right Sarah Stommer she had a role in a 2018 TV series called Disasters at Sea. Oh, nice. So I'm going to check that out. Um, Also, regardless of whether she's in it, that sounds like kind of right up my alley. Disasters at Sea. Yeah, Yeah. I love that shit. The whole ship flipped upside down. (laughs) Sarah Stommer was the fighting priest. Well, you know, I love love books about submarines. You do. Disasters and whatnot. And the Poseidon Adventure is like one of your favorite I love the Poseidon Adventure. I mean... if you can come Who up plays with a the fighting priest in that, you love him. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, yeah. Um, uh, if you can tell me a better plot to a movie than cruise ship flips upside down and hardy band of survivors has to fight their way from what is now the bottom of the ship to the hull of the ship, I'd love to hear your pitch <laughs> because until then, that's the greatest movie plot ever made. Back in 1996, cable television was. Not new, but maybe making a push to be in every home sure. as opposed to just some homes. I think by 96, even my slow-ass family finally had cable. I, I feel, feel like, like we did, too, although we would have been... We didn't get until the 90s, We were though. holdouts, so, but I feel like by then we did have some cable, basic cable, not the premium channels. But what I found interesting is, I'm trying to see, where did I grab this commercial? Okay, so I found this commercial, according to my own notes here, uh, <laughs> from early 1996 during a broadcast of A&E's biography, Annette Funicello. Do you remember the biography yes, series? Yeah. Of course, we sat and watched that. We for watched a while. that, yeah. And I think that the um, the 
tape all ended. These, all these we... old men just getting horny for teenage. It was really that, upsetting. Yeah, it was they upsetting. Ju- all they could focus on was like, what a beauty she was. And even as a as a mouseketeer, we could see her come of age. In yeah, front of, it was like so a gross. lot of gross yeah. ass shit like that. Very objectified. The mouseketeers. That's their only. That's their main legacy. Is like Ooh. the sexualization of young. Really, girl. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't really know. They that. lasted. I mean, you know, so many of these. Right? Because didn't they like have the new mouseketeers? And like that's where half of like. I don't know if Justin Timberlake was one of them or mm. Britney Spears, but like some of these, some of these now huge, obviously adult stars, but like some of the stars of our youth, I think got their start as like the new Mouseketeers or something. Justin Timberlake is an adult star. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I have think some, he, I I think he, some Googling to do. I think he qualifies as an adult star. And don't ask me if he's A-list. <laughs> no, that's that, my joke was that I think does an adult star mean that oh, you're in like very an adult, adult, like in an adult in very adult yes. uh, situations? Uh, anyway, this commercial from 1996 that aired during A&E's biography, Annette Funicello, is more, not a, I used the word PSA before, but it's an industry association commercial for something that they're calling cable in the classroom. Room. Take a listen to this, Veeves, and definitely check out this. They sh- they keep showing one, and I'm, I'm going to say nerdy. I mean, listen, I'm going to use a couple of words to describe this kid that I would totally use to describe as myself in this time. He is this pudgy, nerdy white kid who's the AV nerd of the class. He's like he's like messing around with a VCR <laughs> or something like that uh, when it was still on like the rack that sure. you would roll into the classroom. Oh yeah, the VCR card. Yeah, sure. Kids are bombarded with information these days, and it's up to us to give them the skills to process it all. Now let's talk about this. Cable in the Classroom is a powerful tool. More than 30 cable networks design programs specifically for the classroom. Just set the timer to record. And it's free. No commercials, no viewing requirements. You'll research a region and then represent... And there's a monthly magazine with everything I need to know to make it work. Distinguished representatives, what say you... Cable is giving us a fantastic educational tool. It's up to us to use it. Did you see at the end he says, distinguished representatives, what say you... Right, they're doing like a model uh, model UN or Which model is, by Congress the way, I don't think something. people say, what say you in the UN, do they? It well, seems like a weird affect of a teacher just playing some role, but he doesn't know what role he's playing. You might be right, but also... I might be crazy. <laughs> you might... God, we, this is a real Randy Newman heavy... No, that's, uh, is that him? I think it's Billy Joel. Oh, that's Billy Joel. Yeah. Well... Anyway... I, you can understand why I confused the two. Some offense, Billy Joel. I have never wanted to spring to the defense of Billy Joel wow. until now. Yeah, and, here you, and here we are. And here we are. That's what it takes. <laughs> the, I, what I was going to say was I did a lot, I did mock trial, as you'll be wholly unsurprised to learn because mm. I was a big nerd. I didn't do Model UN, um, but I also but I did do some things for class assignments and exercises where we had to be like a pretend Senate or something, you know, some governing body. And there are odd, like in some of these, uh, some of these like some settings like courtrooms and and legislative bodies and things like there are odd turns of phrase that that have just stuck around from when they were conceived or whatever so i don't know if the what say you is like a real thing but it wouldn't totally shock me to hear that like in the name of trying to like show kids what it's like in a in a legislative body or a congressional chamber or something 
there's some out there's some language that sounds odd putting that aside though it is still such an industry thing where they're like what we're gonna do is we're gonna get yeah. cable in front of kids and like he's like it comes with a special magazine that'll help me and don't program. worry it won't rot their brain because it's educational and, and then the, for some reason like it all has this this vibe of this if, kind of from the teacher's perspective sort of you see kids in the classroom they're engaging yeah because they just rolled in a tv but then they just show this nerd in the middle of it who's the only person who sort of breaks the fourth wall he's like programming the VCR and then he turns and sort of gives a without actually giving a thumbs up he his face gives yes. us a thumbs up he like raises his he like opens his eyes at us like see yeah VCRs. VCRs that is such a weird like again like I just I don't know that is such a product of its time well it really is a product of its time and you can feel how desperate cable was to not be regulated yes exactly and just kind of like look where I mean we're, we're a public service we're a public service <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind Let me just tell you what Brian said uh, on our Facebook group about... Uh, the Robin Williams appearance as Mork on Happy Days because oh, yeah, okay. I just this I feel like this is a perfect little coda and then we can probably um, we can probably retire this discussion. Now before I even look at Brian's comment, I'll kind of reiterate what I said last week, which I don't know if you're gonna if if this is gonna become untrue or not, but it was our understanding that there was one episode of Happy Days where Mork from Ork makes an appearance. And that it wasn't supposed to be a pilot, but it ended up sort of accidentally becoming a backdoor pilot, which then led to the launch of the Mork and Mindy show. Yeah, and which required them to do kind of a, a second, uh, they tacked on a new ending to the show, which had originally been presented as, it was all a dream. Right, yeah. But because if for it to be a, a pilot where it exists in the same universe... They tack on a new ending where Mork says, "Oh, I had fun in the '50s, but now I'm going to go to the '70s." Yeah, and that was, and they did that just for the syndication or the rerun that came later. Right, that summer, so it would yeah. make more sense. Um, and we thought, well, that we, as far as we knew, that was the only time um, Mork, Robin Williams, as as Mork appeared on Happy mm-hmm. Days. Um, but uh, so Brian says to add to the consternation about Robin Williams appearance on Happy Days, Mork did come back for a follow up episode oh. in the next season, which would definitely dispel the it was all a dream trope. So do you think that Mork and Mindy already exists at this point And now it's like a crossover episode. Yeah. So I'll tell you what it was. Okay. Um, and Brian says, and this apparently never happened, but I wish he, I, I joined him in wishing that Mork would bring, would have brought the Fonz to 1978. To see oh. the future meet Mindy. How did they not make that happen? Yeah, that would have been a better crossover. That would have been a way better crossover. But I mean, Happy Days didn't need the help, and Mork and Mindy probably did, you know? Yes. Yeah, I Although, guess. Well, no, way, you, you get, get the people ha- tuning you get in. The, the Fonzarelli. In, in 1978, time traveling. In 1978. And also, you could also put them in an egg. You could send them into space sure. and talk to um, the, the Grand Orc or whatever his name was. Orson. Orson. That's That's right. Um, so I'll just read you the real quick uh, description uh, from the Wikipedia page about this app. Mischievous Mork from Ork takes a break from Earth year 1979, where he has been assigned to observe humanity, to visit 1950s Richie Cunningham and get a dose of humdrum and learn about relationships. I don't know what a dose of humdrum is. A dose of humdrum? But he yeah, learns about relationships. I don't relationships. know. I feel like I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I feel like I've offered it up plenty of times in my life. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we're running a little short on time, so why don't we just stick to? Let me just do this one um, from Brandon, which she says got an audible laugh from him. Um, and this is uh, with this is for Allstate. 
uh, insurance, right? Yeah, Jake from Allstate. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes. Have you seen this one? It's very uh, funny. You and I were having a conversation off air uh-huh. in which I referenced this because we were watching a TV commercial where a football player had a big reveal where he had to change the name right. on his, the back of his jersey. Now and I, I said, remember, yes. there's another new commercial where players are changing the backs of their jerseys for Allstate. You did tell me that. I and so seen I it said, yet. could we possibly build a whole show around football players who have the wrong names on the back of their jersey? And the answer was a resounding no. However, we can talk about these two single incidences. Yeah, so I don't have the other one, the um, the Hulu has live sports one, but this, but this is the one you were referring to and mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it. I really like it mm-hmm. i'm with you brandon this is a really top-notch uh use of nfl players and it's good writing and it's a it's a good all-state commercial so we're on the sidelines of like i assume a, a practice uh you know i are both kelsey and mahomes on the chiefs yeah kelsey's so the tight sense. end okay. yeah and of course it's it's uh, kelsey swift now i don't know if you've been following that whole thing well, it's not really Kelsey Swift, but he like they went on a couple of so, dates. Okay, and so okay, so that's texting. happening. It's happening. Well, they went on a couple of dates and they're texting, but the world wants it to happen right. so much that in our head they're already like married, and she's already writing songs about their divorce. Yeah, well, it does seem to sort of happen like that. <laughs> it do be well, like she, that she sometimes. Does, she doesn't get married though, right? I kind of ruined the joke yeah. by exaggerating it. Well, anyway, so we've got um, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey sitting on the sidelines um, and talking with Jake from Allstate. And Mahomes, of course, is named Patrick Mahomes. And what they want Travis Kelsey to do is change his name to Maato because home and auto. It's a pretty funny joke. It's a joke. very funny joke. But Kelsey's, Travis Kelsey is like not having it. Any, or he keeps trying to like, like talk his way out his, of it. Yeah. Why can't he change his name? And it's a really good joke. And I'm, I want to let you just play it because I think the writing really speaks for itself. Uh, I don't know Jake from State Farm. But just imagine. My homes and my auto. Best bundle in the league, baby. Man, why can't Patrick change his name? It could be Kelsey and Kelsey, how much you can save by bundling home and auto. <laughs> yeah? If you make the letters smaller. Auto, oh, auto, let's go. Come on, model, let's get it. Put your jersey on. Bundling. On. Just another way to save with the that personal is... price. Everyone's already calling him Ma'ato. And he, and he like, just dejectedly puts on his jersey. Like, he just gives up. He's sort of stomping. He's stomping so away, putting on the jersey like Paul Rudd in, a, in Wet Hot American Summer. It's such a great... Um, Travis Kelsey destroys. I mean, here's the deal. Um, I like Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like black athletes getting big sponsorship deals they are majorly underrepresented so i'm glad that he landed this and that he's like the face during football season of um state farm but all state he's or all state no state farm i'm looking at it oh why did i call him i called him jake from all state (laughs) jake from all state that would be an interesting commercial yeah jake from all state change that in the show sorry sorry everybody (laughs) i didn't even notice though like i said it like 10 times sorry anyway um but uh he's not that great he's still a little wooden you know what i mean patrick mahomes in these commercials he's got they do commercials with andy reed where i think andy reed the coach steals the show from patrick mahomes and and that should not be happening happening, but like even andy reed seems a little bit more comfortable on on screen and then here you have travis kelsey who's just like 
he's really having his moment. People yeah. are realizing, oh, he's a media guy. He's, like he's he, an amazing. He's, he's probably great. the best tight end in the league, I would say. And he's dating Taylor Swift, and everybody's like, oh, he's he like act. such a charming guy. Yeah. yeah. So this is my favorite of that whole thing. But I want people to know that I root for Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I'm glad that he's got the contract, but like, I he's not. He's not a natural no. the way some of the other folks are. Some of them are more so. Um, I mean, he's as good as Brady, honestly. Like, Brady's not that great. No, Brady isn't that good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, I'm I, with you. I root for Mahomes as a person and as a spokesperson. And But, you know, look, it doesn't take anything away from Patrick Mahomes to say that Travis Kelsey, like, absolutely kills in this ad. Mm-hmm. Like, they're great together. I sort of feel, though, that he kind of swoops in and almost steals the... Kind of steals the spotlight. I mean, he, he gets the funniest lines, certainly, for sure. and, and delivers them well. Yeah, you got to make this font smaller. You, know? <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. Genevieve, I heard a commercial, a radio commercial with a Seattle Mariner doing like the entire voice work for it. Yeah. I, I, it might be for Farmer's Dog, I think it is, and uh-huh. I can't remember who the Mariner is, but he, I'm just thinking about like athletes doing commercials, and baseball, a lot of baseball players anyway, I think are the worst at sort of like having to give quotes or be performative, like they have a very clubhouse attitude, and this commercial, I don't know if I could ever find it and capture it, but like... Um, I'm describing this commercial like it's a bird um, or a bat <laughs> in my house. Um, it is just like... Oh, it touched me. He walked on my pillow. It sounds... <laughs> he just sounds so sulky. He's like... my And like he just is trying to get through the script. Like he's... Oh, just rushing uh, through. My family didn't uh, want to keep feeding our dogs the, oh, the processed food. So we got farmer's dog. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm like, again, I'm glad you're getting paid. It might be Marco Gonzalez. Oh I don't know God. who it is. Um, but it's like wow! It is just like I, God, I, if I can find it, I'll uh, I'll try playing for it, uh, playing it for you next week. All right, but sounds good. In well, the meantime, until then, will you get at us? Please call us at 607-444-5597. Uh, leave us a jingle. Leave us a message. Email us at after these messages show at gmail or visit us on the Facebook group or the YouTube page. All right, everybody. Thank you. Veeves has a fun show. We will talk to the rest of you next Tuesday. Talk like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover. Couldn't touch me. Backyard. George Lucas first called me up to write a couple of songs for a new Star Wars movie. Now I was tickled pick. <laughs> that was. Did I get to see any of the movie? Uh, no. But, uh, I don't need to see a movie to write a song about it. Out in space, all over the place. Space is the place for Star Wars. You know, uh, I still haven't seen A Bug's Life or a Toy Story. But, uh, I don't need to. You know, writing songs is easy. They just fall out of me. Hey, watch, watch. Lunch. Oh, lunch. Let's all eat a bunch of lunch. I'm hungry, cause I'm hungry. Hungry for a big old juicy lunch. See, I don't need to see lunch, but it's all about it. It's the same thing with movies.